So here's my proposal to you. Yes. I'm on a knee offering you a beer, asking if you'll hang out with me. Will yep. you meet me for a drink or lunch or dinner or a taco snack or a walk in the park to discuss this idea with me? Maybe you're not interested in it. Maybe you're not interested in it. Maybe this is an idea you've heard a million times before and know better to stay away from it. And if so, okay. Maybe you can talk me out of it. Maybe you can talk me off the ledge. The point is, I want to do something better than what's being done. And I'd like to spend more of my time doing better things with the kind of people who want the same. The piss and vinegar filled intellects who wake up each morning on the side of good oh and God. fall asleep each night on the side of furious and disappointed. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Last Tuesday, David Himmel, last Tuesday, I realized uh, that uh, August 1st, 2016 was the day we launched Literate Ape. Wait a minute. Literate Literate Ape is seven years. We've been doing this for seven years. Hang on. August 16th? First, August 2016. Oh, so 2016. So August 27th, 2017. Exactly. Seven years. We've been doing this shit for seven years. You want to hear some of the stats? August, hang on. August 1st, 2016 was when Literate Ape launched. Okay. Yep. Yep. But Literate Ape in this form, in Don and David, that didn't happen until... It came a month later. It was a month because I, I mean, we've told this story before, but I always feel like this is a story worth retelling because it is. Yeah. All right. It's so a let, beautiful meet cute. Let me back it up. Let me back it up. And I'll start. I'll start from, from my end. I had, uh, I had uh, an angry white guy in Chicago for a really long time as my blog. Oh, that were going to be as your hostage. That would have been fun. As my hostage. No, as my blog. And I did that for years. I mean, like 10, uh, a long time, fucking long time. But explain, and, but it's important to explain, I think, why, well, maybe you were doing this. I'm sorry if I skipped ahead. That's no, all right. But angry white guy in Chicago. Dot yeah. com. Right? Yeah. Well, no, it was, yeah, it was, well, first it was a blog spot and then it was at Don, then it was at Don Hall, Chicago.com, but it was okay, still but the title of, of, but the title an of angry, angry white, white guy, guy in Chicago. Chicago. Yes. Which was when you started it as a blog spot was what year? 20... 2005. So George W. Bush had just been elected to a second term. Yeah. It was a very, it was a, it was an ironic title. It because, was based on two things. It was based on two things. Number one, yeah. we were doing a show. Uh, we were doing a show called angry white guy reads the paper at the time. Okay. And the show angry white guy reads the paper was basically, I had a group of improvisers, long form improvisers. I wore a robe and a pair of uh, like boxer shorts. And I would sit in an easy chair in the corner of the theater with a copy of that day's sun times and the audience was phil my neighbor who couldn't afford a newspaper 
And so I would you fucking Phil, <laughs> God damn it. And so I would read him <laughs> stories, but I never got through a story because I'd pick, it was the sun time. So it was the worst fucking paper on record. And so they would have the bullshit stories and I would read a bullshit story. I'd get maybe three sentences in it. And then I'd go into a fucking rant about how stupid this shit was and boom, boom, boom. And then at a certain point, the lights would shift and they would do a scene based on my rant. So this that is was, a precursor to the Rorschach of the news that we do on the, on that's the exact, that, okay. that is exactly right. So, so that was the show. And so when I started my, uh, so now I I know started my your, your best ideas began and ended with the nineties pretty no it's just early aughts but yeah okay, yeah yeah sure. yeah 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 all my you know all my ideas are either yeah. stolen or either stolen or uh wholly unoriginal repurposed is what they repurposed call it. it's yeah. repur hey you know tchaikovsky did it so i'm, I'm not gonna feel too bad anyway mm -hmm. so then i started my blog and i did that for a while well somewhere around 20 late 20 no no early 2016 that was when uh, Lily B and Ian Belknap decided they were going to fucking, they had to destroy me because, because they didn't like me because I called Ian a cunt once. And because I decided I didn't want to be friends with Lily B because she was a racist piece of shit. Everything kind of, you know, so it exploded. I made the mistake. Here was my mistake. My mistake was I tried to battle them online. Big fucking mistake because then all of a sudden, the powers that be at WBEZ got a hold of it. Now they want to talk to me about it. They had never even bothered to look at my blog. And they said that the title of my blog was problematic and I would have to change it. And I thought about that and I went, you know what? All right, fine. Fuck it. And I got rid of angry white guy in Chicago and I made it literate ape. And when, what, what, when was this the date again? Cause I've got the date was August 1st, 2016 okay. was when I launched literate ape. So that's when you made the decision to change things. Yeah. Well, I made the decision to change it okay. a month earlier, but yeah. Yes. All right. So on August 24th, 2016, so mm -hmm. 23 days after literate ape launched, that is I correct. sent you an email yep. with, with the subject. I love this subject. What I love about this subject is that it is, um, it, it really leans into the Shakespearean approach to, to literacy. <laughs> God, uh, you are so self-aggrandizing. Yes, it the, does. The brevity is genius. Here is the, the, the subject line or the headline of this fucking feature piece that I wrote. The fate of... <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. I thought you were a fucking whack job. It's a whack job. So I had been reading the Angry White Guy in Chicago, or I think it was, it, you know, donhall.com. Well, it was eight. It was at the time. It was, it, it got changed to AWG in Chicago, but that was because I was dating Alice and she had a problem with the fact that I was declaring that I was white, that somehow that was a bad uh, thing. Uh, so well, Alice was ahead it. of her time now, wasn't she? She really was. Well, Alice, good for you, girl. I, I so anyway, like reading your shit on, on Facebook. Cause you know, we had, we had met at the time. Yeah. Had, had a couple of run-ins a couple near misses, a couple of meet cutes. I fucked, never played I, out. I, I you fucked, fucked you over mom. in the contest. Oh, yeah, I you fucked, fucked your mom. Over. No, I fucked, I fucked you over in the contest, the, the playwriting contest that you they chose instead. Me over. You Cause you ended up off. winning. You, I put you off. No, I you came ended in up winning. place. No, I came in oh, second right. place to MT Cazola, which is like mm. an honorable, like, 
Well, it's of like, course. Yeah. Like, yeah. MT, yeah, yeah. MT will always be a better writer than me. In I don't care if it's that's like taking second is I don't care. That's like taking second. It's like taking second place in the am I autistic or not with Elon Musk. So, sure. It's like I'm Scotty. Okay, okay, fuck. All right, I'm Scotty. If if I may, if I may. MT is Michael Jordan. I'm her Scotty Pip. Maybe I'm her Horace Grant. Right? You see what I'm saying? Like, MT's. Yeah, fucking, I think you're. If I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose to MT because she is fine. fucking incredible. She's very yes, good. You She's blew me good. off. Yeah. For this particular story. So, August 24th, you sent me that an was email. In tw- that was in 2012. And then we'd had. Yes, a, it was. We'd had a couple, you know, connections. We saw it. You came and told a story at the mall. Yeah. 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 But by the summer, by the end of the summer of 2016, I was approaching my wedding, and I, I, I was, I was a, still a, a full time freelancer, and I was just kind of having this. I'm about to get married. Life is about to get real. I need to have like some shit that I can sink my teeth into that will provide me money, that will will feed me artistically, that will allow me to export artistically. So I wrote this email to you and it was at like fucking three in the morning. Cause this is back before I had kids and I was yeah, yeah. at three in the morning, like every day and like, all right, 3am up, put my contacts in, brush my teeth, wash my balls, put deodorant on my asshole, all the whole, you know, whatever the, I just want to point out, get I'm watching day. him on FaceTime when he said, wash my balls. He motioned at his armpits. I'm not sure if your armpits have balls, but okay, I'll go with that. Done. I've never inspected your I've never inspected your armpits uh like intimately, so I don't know if you have balls there. But it, there's been a lot of moments uh throughout the three hundred nearly three hundred episodes of the Apecast where you have embarrassed yourself as being out of touch with society and <laughs> and admitted your weird body issues like your weird Dale's shoes and your bleached the Dale's shoes, the bleached feet, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but don i feel like this is a thing that is that is like this is modern science and not like modern science is in like you know, we know what autism is now this is modern science is in like humans like since humans you know, evolved right and how else would you put deodorant on your balls if you don't put it on your Armpits. Like, you know, where are your balls? Is what I'm getting at. Be, it must be where a Jew thing because the Irish wealth, our ball, our Welsh, uh, our balls are right here between our legs, so that we can no. adequately get drunk and fuck sheep. Well, there that's you go. Appear, okay. Apparently, Irish, we get drunk. Welsh, we fuck sheep. So those are the things that, that I do. That explains that's where my balls are. So I just didn't as, know balls. As Jews Jew. have have armpit balls. Okay. As as a Jew, our balls are higher up on our bodies to be closer to God. Because and according to Rudy Giul- and according to Rudy Giuliani, you don't use your you give small dicks because you don't use them as often. Well, we don't have to. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of like you know America, the nuclear bomb. Like we do it once, we fuck one chick with our full size dick. She tells her friends, they tell their friends. We become a legend. You know, we are fucking Paul Bunyan of fucking. <laughs> 
Okay. So it's August 24th, 2016. I wake up early in the morning. I've got some shit (laughs) on my mind. I got some things to say. (laughs) And I type, I open up an email and I title it. Oh, here it comes. You know, this is going to be the title of the actual uh, episode. So get it right. The fate of creativity. The need for true journalistic or gritty commentary, the focus of far too much anger. And I begin the body copy. (laughs) Let me just, before I do that, let me just confirm how long this body copy actually is. It's fucking long. It's It's fucking long. It's 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 fucking long. For an email, it's ridiculously long. Yeah, I know. I remember that. Bear with me. I'm going to do my best to keep this from losing itself within itself. And shit, I've already failed. Okay, let's try again. I know. It was like I got it was like it was like you were passing me a fucking note from a seventh grader. It was just crazy. A really smart and well-read seventh grader. Really but. smart, really well-read seventh grader who is who found his mother's cocaine. Yes, that, seriously. But the gist the gist of the email was let's do something together. Let's put together a literary magazine. I mean, there was a lot of other shit in there. There was a lot of other, and I got to be honest with you. The first time I saw it, I did not read most of it. I was just like, what the fuck? So here's my proposal to you. Yes. I'm on a knee offering you a beer, asking if you'll hang out with me. We meet me for a drink or lunch or dinner or a taco snack or a walk in the park to discuss this idea with me. Maybe you're not interested in it. Maybe you're not interested in it. Maybe this is an idea you've heard a million times before and know better to stay away from it. And if so, okay. Maybe you can talk me out of it. Maybe you can talk me off the ledge. The point is, I want to do something better than what's being done. And I'd like to spend more of my time doing better things with the kind of people who want the same. The piss and vinegar filled intellects who wake up each morning on the side of good oh and God. fall asleep each night on the side of furious and disappointed. I'm getting married in two weeks and we'll be traveling a fair amount through September. Dude, you don't Maybe. read the whole 900 fucking words. Don't read. That's I know the, you're that's in the l- back end of it. I know that's the back end of it. So anyway, it goes so on got like that. Yeah. So a couple of nights later, we got together because I, I read it and I went, this guy's a whack job. Don, you said yes. You said yes. to the Yeah. Yeah. I know, but I was like, when I read it the first time, I was like, what? God, I was so nervous. I like literally but like. Then it was like, like, then it was like, yeah, it's like, hey, look, she's Silverstone in Clueless, like picking up my well, the thing, outfit. The thing is, you were, with, yeah. you were talented. You're funny. I liked you anyway. So I was like, yeah. That's, and so we had drinks at the easy bar out on the, the out, out on the sidewalk, you know, up front. No, no, we were in the back. Oh, were we in the back? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Where the, the DJ used to set up. Okay. Uh, that, that was a yeah. quiet place because the outside yeah. was super loud. The outside was super loud. Yeah, the bar was. Because uh, I remember that back to the later. Later on, later on, when things forgot that that was when you and I were sitting out uh, in the front, and somebody from across the street said, "Hey, Don Hall, fuck you!" And yeah, that was laughed. that was a later. Yeah, that was, that was later. Anyway, so we came up with this idea. We decided, all right, let's just fucking do this, and uh, and we we started the literary magazine. I just want to give you some stats after Ooh. seven years. God, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, you do. In seven years, we've had 466,000 page views, 
252,000 unique visitors. The most read pieces in seven years, like over the seven years of the lifespan of uh, Literate. Can I get it? Um, it's, it's your 80s. Oh, well, actually, the number one is a David Himmel piece saying, I love you to the moon and back oh, empty sentiment yay. with 12,000 reads. Well, I hope all 12,000 of them got the idea that I'm putting my middle finger up with their yep. lazy, dust thinking. Yes. The second most read was Stalin plucked a chicken uh. and us. That was me. <laughs> 10,000. Which third, is impressive because that is a weird headline. It is a very weird headline. Yeah. Um, the third is problematic movies of the 80s, Horkies, yeah. which is 9,600. The next is, and I think I think if we'd left this up, if Brian Sweeney hadn't decided to shit on me in public on social media and I gotten pissed off and just dumped his shit, you he, 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 he would have beat us. But we need to talk about Heathcliff still managed to get 9,400. And then the totality, and I just, because I had to, like all because they were all right up at the top. All of the prob there's there, I think there's like 16 pieces that were the problematic movies of the 80s that yeah. became the book. Yeah. Um, all of those combined 59,000 reads. Jesus. I mean, those are great reads. It's a great book, yeah. and it says a lot about our audience and a lot it about tight guys right now. Yes. All right. So the 80s also a blast. Yeah. Four, 14 books published through Literate Press since we started its press. And that was like three years ago. Yep. 296 ape casts, 45 I Like to Watch podcasts, 71 Amnesia Motel podcasts, 43 Bug House performances and podcasts, mm-hmm. both in Chicago and Las Vegas, works by 43 different writers. 2,863 published pieces, which equates to about 3 million words. We did live shows of Bug House and Identity Flip. Fucking Identity Flip. That's got newborn literate baby written all over it. Yeah. I mean, that was like, I got out of the gate. That was G-Man. Brand fucking new. I remember that was when I first met um, whatever your third ex-wife's name was. Uh Whore. And I remember her talking to Katie and asking, like, here's the thing about Dana. Dana I was remember a that. really I good conversationalist that. because she was very curious and she's she's just she's a very good conversationalist. No, no, I, I want to back up before you continue. I will say yeah. she was a good conversationalist, and the reason she was curious is because she's a sociopath. So when she questioned people about what they did and what they thought, it was because she didn't know how humans thought. So she would ask all the questions <laughs> so that she could get the information so that she could pretend to do those things. I mean, I, that that adds up. That tracks, my friend. That adds up, yeah. But I remember her asking Katie a question of like, so what kind of art do you make? Like, you're an artist. What kind of art do you make? And me knowing Katie was like, oh, fuck. That's too much for Katie's. Because uh, Katie's She's more introverted. She's more introverted. Super, that's, super that's introverted. Too yeah. much for Katie just yet. But let's see where this goes, because I'm also interested in this question. To hear what she says. Yeah. And. Katie answered with whatever, and then Dana was like, and again, a great question, like, what inspires you? And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is not going to... 
And I remember Katie think like looking at me kind of like, I, who the fuck, why won't this person leave me alone? And that, I don't know. That's, that's the end of the story. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, but it, you know, I also, like, for, I, also why. Realized, I realized I forgot we did bug house. We did that. We did sickest fucking stories. I did fucking ever. stories. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I suddenly popped into my head. One of the things we j- did at G man, which should have been a red flag. And, uh, for both of us really, uh, but it wasn't was when we did the live podcast. I don't even know what number it was. The live podcast with Mike Vinopal and in the podcast, I revealed to him that I know he slept with my wife. I'm still not okay with that. That it, and 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 I should have seen that as a red flag. I should have seen no, that as no, a red no, flag, no, no, but no. I didn't. They're not related. No, she, she fucked. No, th- this is why I think it's she related. Was, she I, dated him for a hot second. Yeah, no, she dated him. But yeah. the thing is, she. I'm I'm absolutely convinced, and I'm not going to ask her. So you know, my story sticks. Is that she was fucking around even in Chicago when we were married and she wasn't selling it. There's no way there's just, there's oh, no, there's a way there's a way there's no way that Vinopal. Oh no, no, Vinopal was, no, Vinopal wasn't fucking her while we were married. No, 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 no. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying, okay, but good. I'm saying, I'm saying that I, I, there's no question in my mind. She was, she was fucking rando dudes. There's no question in my mind. She was fucking John Good, who is a poet. There were a couple of poets that I think she was probably banging. Uh, and, you know, it, it just, you know, she's like a, she's like a fucking chihuahua that, that, that constantly wants to hump your leg. She just an insatiable, just got to fuck. That's what she's got to do. Got to Vegas. She figured out how to do that and make money. And also lie to me and 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 milk me for fucking rent money for fucking two and a half years. That's it. That's the thing about about Littered Ape is it it came upon I me mean, like you had. So I sent you that that manifesto of like mm-hmm. everything is shit. We should be doing interviews and pop culture stuff and and political stuff and essays and literature and fiction and blah all and the shit. All of that and all that stuff's on there. And In seven years, we have all of that stuff. Right. Yeah. We came at it from a place, or at least I did, from a place of like, everything is shit. We should make this better. What I think it became, and we, we like, uh, I, I think that we, 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 we answered our, or serviced our vision statement, our mission statement well. Well, yeah. Um, we fell short on a couple things, but we know that it's full-time jobs, family, whatever. But what I think is interesting about what Literate Ape has become, it really has become a record of two. Yes. And, well, it's actually things. a lot it's more two than two, it's, a lot it's, more than two people, but, but yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm about to say. It's, it's become a record of the middle age struggle of mediocre americans <laughs> and this is not a like a a full like successful cross section we're not you know we're not rooters we're not uh any yeah. of the other it's know, it's pronounced reuters 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 it's not it's not called rooters rooters is what you call when your toilet backs up you call yeah you gotta get the spit out Get, you get down. You get, you get the shit. You get down into the shit, and you figure out what's what. Rooters. 
Okay. Reuters. Yeah. Him, him Reuters. Reuters. Yeah, that's what I said. Nixon has been recording his phone calls. Brought to you by Reuters. Your plumbing friends. What? <laughs> but literally, it's become really like a a a catch-all for like an existential panic. It, it really is. If you look at and if you look at because I you know I do that once in a while. I look at the archive of the articles. What's so funny about it is it started off as just you and me. Start of me, and then it, and then you joined, and then we started getting people to well, because, write. Because what I said was like, let's create this thing, and you were like, yes, but I've already spent some money, yeah, yeah, branding energy on this literate thing. And I'm like, I love the idea of literate. Fuck it, let's run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Splitsies, halvesies, down whatever, like yeah, whatever. Like, and so it's like, okay, all right, so we decided at the time we were going to yeah. pay. We had we had the big argument about whether or not we were going to have ads or anything that like stuff, and I won that argument because I hate fucking ads. Wait, was that an argument? Well, you were you were very at the time. I remember you were very in favor of how do we make money with this, and I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I wanted this yeah. to be a real live thing. You, you wanted to make no longer our job see, is to deal with each yeah, other. That's you. Were, you were thinking this was going to be Substack today. It's like or Medium or whatever. And it was like, yeah, I I don't want to sell ads. I we should have done about that. We should have no, done no. See, this is the thing. It's just so if funny. We is stuck I'm, to my manifesto. In 2016, seven years later, we, you and I would both be in a better position. No, you'd be in a better position because I would have quit. I hate advertising. I hate it. You have no clue how much I hate. You know, you don't even have a clue how much I hate it. I have not gotten to the deep weeds of how much I fucking hate advertising, advertisers, marketing, marketers. I hate the whole fucking thing. Bro, I always have. So do I. But yeah, but I'm not willing game that we live in. I don't want to play that game. So that's why I my mom was like today, today when I was telling her these numbers, because she was like, oh, wow. She goes, well, then why don't you sell ads? I said, because I don't want to sell fucking ads. I don't want to have a website that's full of fucking ads. She said, but I want you to be rich. I said, mom, you've known me my whole life. At what point did you ever think? Having money was my goal. Well, I think you should make it your goal. I said, you know, at 57, probably not going to happen at this point. She goes, well, I think that's crazy. I don't disagree with your mom, but I also feel like your mom is being kind of lazy. Like, I don't want to work. Maybe you should and take care of your mother the way I gave you my body and nipples. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm basically Guato coming out of her chest. In uh, the Schwarzenegger, open your mind, open your mind. (laughs) That's a great fucking movie, Total Recall '88. That is the the er, the the, the original original. great movie. The only thing it's good about the Colin Farrell version, maybe you maybe wish I had three hands. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking great movie. Well, I will say congratulations. To both of us, uh, you know, and, and the thing about it is, my version, my yeah, perspective I mean, on literate ape is, we've had a couple of versions. Early on, it was like let's pay our writers what we can. Then for a couple of years, we did, but we were paying out of pocket. You were paying out of your pocket. I was paying out of my pocket. Advertisers and fuck monetizing. Goddamn things. right. 
And then you, and then all of a sudden uh, you had a house and two kids. I, I had a prostitute for a wife who took all my money. So it was like, all right, we, we can't do this anymore. And, uh, and you know, we have less, right. We still have people writing. We still have people that write for us beyond you and I, well, beyond me, beyond you. Um, yeah, we, we still have. And Mike, he's a special treat, the special treat of David Himmel. Yeah. Like, oh, look, yeah. Himmel wrote something. Of the news. So Channel 14 in Israel is like is it's Israel's Fox News. And they yeah, have, yeah. they have said, nah, you're 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 racist bullshit. We're not we're not it's not gonna fly. We're we we'll lose money. Fuck it, whatever. We're cutting it. Yeah. So this is a trend that is happening throughout Israel right now. Which well, and which what I will say, my first reaction to that is thank God that the progressives in Israel are better at it than the conservatives because in America it's exactly the fucking opposite. Yeah. Well, but didn't some, didn't some companies pull Fox news like back in 2020, like after the insurrection? No, there there was some, maybe they, maybe they did, but the thing is, it's just like, Oh, well, you know, the progressives suck at boycotting and pulling money, and the the Republicans, the, the not even the Republicans, the MAGA are great at it. Well, and yes. and it's, so I'd like it's nice to see a country where the 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 conservative guys are losing some of their money because of yeah. their bullshit views in America. You know, because Jason Aldean has a number one fucking number hit. One. That's all I'm saying. That's America. And the liberals in America aren't going to, you know, we hate how bad Starbucks treats its employees, but we need our fucking soy lattes and whatever other bullshit we get from there. Exactly. You know, we fucking hate how Amazon works its workers to death that live in piss, but God damn it. Oh, I gotta have my shit. No show socks tomorrow. And look, man, I'm guilty of all of this shit too. Oh yeah, dude. I, dude, I, where I, I can, know but... for a fact that Apple products are made by little Chinese kids and their little malleable, tiny little fingers. You're beta, but I'm you're still a, gonna get work, this shit. You're a work harder, work faster, make your fingers smaller kind of guy. That's and, exactly yeah, right. Well, that's because I don't. Ultimately, I don't like children, so fucking put them to work. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Your next Rorschach. Your next headline here. In we're all gonna die. The CDC sees signs of a late summer COVID wave. <laughs> and my reaction to that is, and I said this the other day, um, hey, you know what? I'm a part of the last generation of humans to survive the planet. I'm I'm gonna be the last like, like the dinosaur. I'm gonna be like the dinosaur that sees the asteroid mm-hmm. as it comes to hit the earth. And let's be honest, seeing the end of the world is way cooler than going to see Barbie. Have you seen Barbie yet? No. Let's just cut it at, at your your punch. That's that's where it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Number three in oh man, I didn't have her in my Deadpool. New Jersey Lieutenant Governor <laughs> Sheila Albert dies at 71. <laughs> it's not funny. Her family misses her, Don. Stop I'm that. Sorry, I just I just I didn't have heard my dead vote. Who is it that died? 
I don't know who died. I, I you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris, Chris, or not Chris Christie? Uh, fuck. What is her name? Uh, Megan Whitmer. The the, um, the governor of of New Jersey. Okay, Phil Murphy. There we go. So, Phil, governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, and his family were out of the country. Okay. So, uh, Lieutenant Governor Sheila yeah. Oliver was okay. holding court. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, she dropped dead. She's 71 years old. She dropped dead. There's been no disclosure that I've seen anyway online um, or in the news um, about her cause of death. So, for a hot moment... New Jersey had no executive leadership other than a, there was an assembly speaker, uh, I think, or Senate president, their Senate president, sorry, uh, Nicholas Scutari has been the acting governor, was the acting governor until they figured it out. So, yeah, I don't know if she... My, my, reaction, is I, my reaction to that is I have zero interest about the life and death of the infrastructure of government of New Jersey. I mean, zero. If Tony Soprano died, I would care. I don't care about anybody else in, in the government of New Jersey. It, it's like, you know, I'm, I feel bad for anybody that actually, I don't feel bad for everybody that dies. Cause anybody that dies is finally released from this fucking hell hole. Yeah. They got, they got away. In, Lincoln Park needs a pasty white British rocker with nine top ten billboard hits to disrupt Chicago's most beloved form of reparations. <laughs> Bring it. I love that. I love Ed the Ed Sheeran. Ed oh, Sheeran served hot dogs at Wiener Circle, but left the insults to the pros. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. And I said, I wrote a piece about this. We talked about this. We're slowly, we're slowly shaving the pubes off of everyone. And Ed Sheeran is, he is the shaved balls of music. And to have him be a wiener circle, which I guarantee you, those women at wiener circle have bush to go for days. They've got fucking afros right between their fucking legs. It's crazy. It's a little it's a little sad. Um it's not infuriating. It's just it's just fucking I wouldn't have bought a hot dog from him. Fucking little well, I mean, bag. Is it Ed Sheeran is come on. I know, I'm kidding. I just do that for your <laughs> And Brandon Bruce. I want Brandon Bruce while he's running like, with his dog to hear me say that and go, and like trip. That's the fun. Yeah. All right. I want hearing is. <laughs> I, yeah. It's, is, is the most. Uh, I want Tommy Beardmore as he's sitting in his shitty job that he hates, that he can't be just making money, making movies and TV shows. I want him to hear me say that and go and spit like a spit no, tank of his coffee. on a cigarette. It's Well, yeah, that too. Like, That's good. The, the greatest thing about Wiener Circle is that in a way, it is like reparations. Not officially, not rightfully. These black women 
So and it's like emotional reparation. Yeah. Like emotional reparation. Getting to scream and insult these fucking privileged, uppity, white, drunk fucking assholes. Big That's fair. fucking assholes. That's like, fair. If we're not just going to like start doling out money as I think we should, at yeah. least we have- Which we absolutely but When should. they bring in a fucking colonist- I do not even think, ah, fuck they, you with your colonists. They brought in a fucking- That it, shit. It, Here's Come my on, here's man. my question. Here's my question. A Brit. Have, have you eaten? Yeah. Well, yeah, true. Um, have you eaten at Winter Circle? It's been a while. Did they insult you? Oh my god, yes. So you know the funny thing is, I ate while I was in Chicago. Thirty years I was in Chicago. I ate at Winter Circle at least at least thirty times. I mean, I, I, I it's hard to. Those ladies never insulted me once. Well, you want to know why? But it was you, like the barking no, of, you know, what do you want? No, why I, that bullshit? I, I didn't get into that. I didn't get in it. You know why? You want to you want to know why? Because you were in blackface? No, because the black chicks dig DH. Well, the black chicks do dig DH and specifically. No, not you. DH. You were insulted. They they dig DRH. They like. Yeah. Me. But yeah, yeah. I'm like Elvis. I'm like Elvis. I'm like Elvis. Come on, come on. You know it's true. Maybe you know it's true. Back, maybe you were back behind the winner circle in the, in the no, dumpster. no. I was ordering just but like I everybody else, and they were, and they, they, and and when I, the last time I had a winner circle hot dog, the woman behind the counter called me honey. Oh, honey, that's the thing that everyone does. It's not doesn't mean they like you. It's it's a, was it, it's but it wasn't white. It wasn't white boy or cracker. So I figure that's a win. It's almost worse. Uh, that's fair. Oh, honey. <laughs> In boomers are the most disappointing generation, if nothing else, because of their twisted hypocrisy. Gen Z doesn't love the U.S. like boomers do. That doesn't bode well for our future. So there is a. A a uh, a poll that went out. Yeah, I know. I read it. That the youth of today doesn't love America the way that the old folks do. <laughs> like, dude, did the boomers love America the way that the greatest quote unquote greatest generation did? No, a fucking course not. Well, the boomers were the hippies. Remember that bullshit? Yeah. Remember you know what I remember? What, what I what I know is that the Generation Z. Is the kid sitting at the deathbed of grandpa going, where's mine? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go make your own shit. Yeah. Why are you waiting for generational? Why are you waiting for generational wealth to come your way? Make your own shit. Well, because one, one, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not connected to this actual story. But to answer that question. Yes. Because that's the American conditioning is. I work hard to give to you so you don't have to work as hard, but you will do better than I do. It's a con very, it's a, it's a very confusing yeah, thing. Dude, that was, sense. that was, that was your existence. That was never mine. But that, no, that's, that's America. That was never, no, that, that, you know, I was the, American the, as anybody. The, the, and that was never my experience. Not, not do better than the previous generation. Than their yeah. And, 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 that, that, and, and David, David, I, I encourage you to read the New York Times, and I'm not going to make this one of my things, uh, but I encourage you to write read a piece that David Brooks, and David Brooks is not my favorite writer by a long shot, but David Brooks wrote a piece that says, that basically positions the idea that maybe, 
it's not the MAGA people that are the bad guys. Maybe it's the progressives that have slowly uh, made academic achievement the only route to wealth in this country. Yeah. And, 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 and what I would say is, what I would say is, is that for those of us, and I include myself in this, in this thing, because I grew up very, very poor. Most of the country isn't looking at the world like, oh, where's my generational wealth? They just want to make enough to get along. They're not looking to grandpa or, no, or, or mom. Oh, no. Think Dude, about, think, hang on. Think about the. Think of those wiener, wiener circle. Think of those wiener circle ladies. Do you think they're looking at their their parents and saying, well, I want to do better than you? No, you're doing about exactly the same because poverty is always okay, the same. Fine. Then let's just say for the sake of argument that it's not about doing better. It's about doing at least the same. You've got a generation of people that grew up in coal country that that opportunity is not there for them anymore. And that's part of the problem with American capitalism is that you've got this section of the United States. It's like, what the fuck about us? Are you going to train us to, you know, deal with wind and solar and everything else? No, I know my dad made a great living. My grandfather made a great living digging coal. That's what I'm going to do. God damn it. There's pride in that. There's money in that, but there's not anymore. No, there's so, not. Yeah, that is a generational thing. That's just a whiny thing. It's not a Fucking rich figure thing. It, out. it is a no. It, it is, is a, it is a rich poor no, thing. No, this a is a rich thing. poor thing. No, this is about this is about an elitist. Nah, no, this is what God, it's about. It's a cultural thing. It's the, not cultural. It's a, it's about wealth, which is a part of culture. But my family, we have the fur business for. 19, yeah. 1848 we opened this thing. your family it was, I it, your son. culture your culture is predicated on the wealth on the wealth that you right have. and that's okay two generations so there was it was isaac himmel started this thing his sons uh irving lou and harry mm-hmm. they got that thing lou was my great great grandfather or mm-hmm. sorry my great grandfather lou told his sons his kids he had harold my grandfather Ivan, my uncle, and Gene, my aunt. Gene was not going to go into the family business because Gene was a lady. Women don't do that. It's not that she couldn't have. It's just that it doesn't happen. Well, at that time period, probably she couldn't have. But yeah, understand yeah, yeah. the difference between, yeah. like, you're not allowed and, well, mm. this just isn't a thing you do, right? Patriarchy? Negative for sure. Fine. Whatever. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah I don't give a shit. My great-grandfather, according to my grandfather, told him, do not come into the business. This is a bad business. Uh, retail sucks. Fuck off. My Uncle Ivan went, okay, cool. I'm going to go into real estate. <laughs> but it made him a shit fuck ton of money. He started getting into restaurants. Successful guy. My grandfather was certainly successful. And, 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 he and my, grandfather- my grandfather told my dad, don't go into the business. Yeah. My dad didn't. My great grandfather, okay, and, and we're just going to get a little comparison. My yeah. great grandfather was an Appalachian preacher who had no fucking money and no possible money. My grandfather was in Normandy. He he was in D Day. He was that Saving Private Ryan. He was in that. Came did back he, and did worked. he ever find his arm? I saw him in the movie looking for his arm. 
No, no, he he didn't lose the arm, Uh, but he came back and worked as an oil rigger supervisor. He worked on oil rigs, so he didn't have any money. How did he have money in an oil rig? Like this is this is the because he was because he was the worker, not the owner. Which is that's the problem I'm trying to get at is like. And my point is, you're talking that it's a cultural thing. I'm saying it is a class thing. It is a income. It is a, it it is it is an income thing. It is poverty versus it is the haves versus the have nots. And I don't even think it's a verse. I don't think it's verses. I think it is it's the haves have. Yeah. The haves have and 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 they are going to give generation wealth to their people. And so their kids expect that. And then there's everybody else. And there is, there is, there ain't no money coming down. Yet there's still the expectation from Generation Z that they should get some because it's not fair. And they're right; it's not fair. That is, but the, it, that is, but the, it's not the narrative that, of America. Is that each generation does better? No, that's the narrative. More? That's the narrative. That's the narrative that's been going on. For the first 200 years of that's the country's the Amer- existence. Yeah, that's the American dream. It Guess doesn't what? exist anymore. Everything's changing. The, the, yeah. the, day, the days where you could work for a company for 45 years, retire, and have a pension are fucking gone. gone. They've been gone yeah. for 45, 50 years. Yeah. So get over. And you know what? They were gone before Generation Z was born. So if you're still buying into the bullshit. They were of, dying of, out of, when you and I were coming up in Gen X. Exactly. If you're still yeah. buying into the bullshit of the American dream from 50 to 60 years ago. Then I will say to anybody, anybody from Gen Z that's like, I don't like America because I'm not getting better than my parents did. You know what? You're just too stupid to have money. So go fuck off. Next one. <laughs> I this is the last one. Right? One, two, I don't know. Three, four, five, six. You're, yeah, here we go. Yeah, you're keeping track. All right. So this is in Oh, yeah, this is the thing that's going to put an end to the fantastic evil we've been fighting for eight years. And his eldest daughter is still hot, and I'm totally her type. Just poor Trump indicted for efforts to overturn the 2020 election and block the transfer of power. I actually think this is the best thing. It's the best news of the week. And the reason I think it's the best news of the week is, first of all, Jack Smith is a really smart guy. Yeah. And the way he structured this particular indictment. Um, we already know that the indictment, you know, the, 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 the trial that he's doing for the, uh, we fucked with classified documents is going up against basically a judge in his pocket. The judge that Jack got for this one is notoriously hard on January 6th insurrectionists. So she ain't fucking around. She is not fucking around. And so there's that. That's, that's one. Um, number two, um, he really structured it well in that, first of all, he only indicted Trump. He did not indict it. And, and for conspiracy to exist, for that charge to exist, there has to be at least two people that are conspiring, that have to be a part of that conspiracy. And since, but what I love about Jack Smith is he did not charge any of the co-conspirators, although he has named six 
which is brilliant, really brilliant legal strategy, because what it means is that he can flip those six against Trump. Ultimately, the, you know, my perspective on Trump being, uh, indicted for the January 6th, January 6th insurrection is that of all the things that he's done in office that I actually think are legitimate and, and, and worthy of prison time, it is his behavior trying to overturn a completely legitimate election. Um, and so uh, that's all I can say about it I, is that I, I'm, I'm thrilled. I actually think I actually have optimism that maybe this is the one that's going to put him in and, you know, it's going to stick. And if it's the one that sticks, then uh, I will be very happy. I would love to say, basically, he could do, based on the charges, almost 600 years in prison. He's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. But all I really want is for it to be significant enough that, because there's a, a third, almost, almost, more than a third of the country that will vote for him if he if if he runs for it. He's All I really great. want, yeah, uh, he's doing phenomenal. All I want is for it to be significant enough. I don't care if he goes to prison. Significant enough that that he is disallowed from running for office. Yeah, that's all I want. That's give all him I a, fucking a, a want. Technicality. Just get yeah. him the fuck out of the goddamn arena. That's, that's all I want. Is I mean, like nothing's going to. That's all I want. Technicality will just. Im- empower his people the thing is the thing is it'll empower the people but here's the beautiful thing and it's the same thing i say about the protesters of 2020 i mean you know whether whether you agree or not it's not about agreement it is if you're gonna if you're gonna go in antifa and you're gonna come in and start burning shit up you forgot whoever's running the government has the military and they have a lot more fucking guns than you do and that's what I would say. This say I'd say it to Antifa. I say it to Antifa, and I say it to the January sixth and Magas, motherfucker, bring it. Because you know what? If you push it to an insurrection, if you push it to a civil war, whoever's in power is going to fucking blow your ass up. We don't want that. That's not the civil war we want. And and I'll be honest with you, I think Americans are a little bit too fucking. I think Americans are a little bit too lazy to actually go to the wire because when you look at the January six guys, yeah, you look at these January six guys, they're shocked that they actually got prison time. They're just so they're. Sh- I was just what I, think I they were shocked that they didn't just like break through. Be like, I was just wiping my ass. Like, yeah. they had to work I was just wiping yeah. my ass on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Yeah. How could you put me in prison? They're totally shocked. That this and, is my freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. There were six things you should do this week. My first thing this week, it's a read, and I want to have a discussion around this. All right. Uh, the headline here, it's from, this is from NBC. The headline here is, former Lizzo dancers were weight-gamed huh. and pressured <laughs> while at a strip club, lawsuit says. So 
you know, give this a read. Tell me what you make of it, because there's, there's a lot of hearsay. But to me, it sounds like Lizzo needs better boundaries, like don't take work people to strip clubs. But also, your employees need to chill out a little bit, too. Like, here's the thing. It sounds like you're being a dick, but also calm yeah. down. Everybody, yeah, calm the fuck down. The thing it's, is, it's like toddlers fighting. It's like when, like last weekend, you know, was, it's was Jake's exactly birthday, what it is. and Harry and and his cousin AJ were here together. And Harry and AJ are six months apart, and whenever they're together, they just they fight. So not, yeah, it's just kid. it's kids. But they it's, get kids. Kid. it's like okay, well, Harry did this and AJ did that, and it's like okay, you know what, both of you. Need to fucking calm the fuck down. Be cool. Don't bite. Don't hit. Share. Fuck off. That's what needs to happen. I think from Lizzo and her employee. But I can no. I completely agree. I completely agree. My first thing is also a read. It is in Harper's Magazine. It's by Benjamin Hale. It is fourteen thousand words long. Come on. That's um, rough. That's that dude. Dude. It is called. Who walks always beside you? Subhead, a disappearance in Arkansas. Let me read you the first paragraph. Dude, this is one motherfucking ride. This read will blow your... First of all, it's incredibly well written by Benjamin Hale for Harper's Magazine. Benjamin Hale's going to blow me. I'll take it. Dude, I'm telling you. All right. Let me, I just want to read you the, the opening paragraph. And it, yeah. dude, it does not disappoint. This is one of the best things I've read in a year. It's, it's fucking amazing. God damn the journey. 22 years ago, a six-year-old girl, my cousin, got lost in the Arkansas Ozarks, prompting what was at the time the largest search and rescue mission in the state's history. Her disappearance would eventually connect my family to another story, a dark and bizarre one involving kidnapping, brainwashing, murder, and a cult that believed in the imminent end of the world, laced with the kind of eerie coincidences or near coincidences that cause perfectly rational people to question what they think they know about reality. And that opening paragraph ain't lying. This this is this is an epic goddamn piece. And I cannot what is it called again? It is called Who Walks Always Beside You. It's in Harper's magazine. I read this fucking thing. I was riveted. Every sentence was just like, holy fuck. This is, this is, it's really good. The thing, and again, I want to point out really good writing. It's really good writing, but it's also what the fuck? And he's right. It really does cause perfectly rational people. I, I, I anticipate that some people would think I'm rational. Uh, to question whether what they think they know about reality. It's a really, really good goddamn piece. I highly recommend it. All right, then. My next thing is also a read. Uh, this is in VinePair. Just go to VinePair.com. Mm-hmm. The headline is, Oh, Schlitz, how a historic ad campaign helped kill America's biggest beer brand. This is just... And now... As this is being recorded, or as yes. it launches, rather, on that this Monday, yeah, um, Harry and I will have just returned from a weekend trip in Milwaukee, assuming that we don't get murdered or die on the road or anything like that. 
I would hope none of those things happen. Me too. I mean, at least now. We'll see what tomorrow brings. But yeah, for now, I don't want to die. The, you know, Milwaukee, you know, it's its own thing, man. You got, yeah, it's its own thing. Milwaukee sausages. Yeah. So this is how Schlitz, which at the time was at one point cheating the nation yeah, it was huge domestic beer sales and then took a fucking dump on its own face and it's just it's an interesting look at it and if you're a person of a certain age uh you remember schlitz you'll you'll appreciate <laughs> and like for me like i look at these these schlitz ads and i'm like yeah kind of because it was like in my like probably like mm. This is what makes like parenting so f- fucking weird is when do memories kick in? Yeah. Right? Like Harry's five and a half years, almost five and a half years old. I remember things like clearly, like as part of my active life. Yeah. At five and a half years old. Four, three years old, there are things that I remember, but they're kind of vaguely, vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, did they have yeah. been? I don't know. I... The Schlitz commercials are those things that are like, yeah, that's, that's, I remember that time. Yeah, I do too. I, yeah. well, I mean, I'm older than you, so I totally yeah. remember the Schlitz commercials. So, but yeah, but, 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 but it's also like, if you don't remember it at all, that's fine. It's a look at marketing and advertising, which and I hate creativity. But, but I love it when they fuck yeah. up. I love it when they fuck up. All right. My second thing is also a read. It is in Variety.com. Kevin Spacey cleared of sexual assault charges in the UK trial. What I can say is interesting about this, and the reason I want you to read it, is he's been cleared of all, every single accusation that has been made against Kevin Spacey in terms of sexual harassment, sexual assault, has been cleared by courts of law. Courts are here, courts in UK. This is the last thing. He sued so two, Anthony Rapp. Two countrywide. Yeah. Like he sued Anthony Rapp and won $40 million from Anthony Rapp. Did he really? Or a, yes, he did. Here's, but that said, his career has been destroyed. One of the huh. finest actors of his generation, his career has been destroyed. So the question that I want asked is, does due process mean anything anymore? And I will bring it home with your consistent, your consistent assumption of guilt of Woody Allen, despite the fact that courts have cleared him Three fucking times. That's all I'm saying. I read it. I went, God, and it's not like I'm just like, oh, Kevin Spacey. Ah, he's he's a he's a gay man who liked to groom gay. I don't care. I don't care. He's an actor whose career was destroyed by accusations that have been in a in court and multiple courts of law have been dismissed. And his career is still fucked. Talking about the litter date, going back to the litter date, Peter Kermitis was one of those guys who was a really good writer for us. Good friend of mine decided that the Woody Allen thing was just too much. He couldn't handle the fact that I just, I didn't think he was guilty. And so he and I broke, we broke. 
Kevin Spacey is innocent. Kevin Spacey is was innocent of nine different accusations that were leveled at him. He's been found I mean, this is, completely this, innocent this is in the, the court thing. of law, and, yes. and 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 the damage is done. Yeah. Damage is already done with his life. Well, the damage and is so, done, but like you know, there's the and nobody's talking about that. Nobody's saying, "Hey, let's have a front page headline of how Kevin Spacey wasn't a predator." Shit. Nobody's doing that. Well, Don, that's not going to get fucking clicks, man. We know shit. What a bunch so, of shit. But here's the thing is that, uh, you know, nobody wants to admit they're wrong. I know. And a lot of liberals will not. I know. A lot of, well, 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 I mean, it's, that's, 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 that's not just liberals. That's not fair that's to liberals. Fair. Progressives, pretty much every People, human being nobody on the likes planet. To- Nobody yeah. likes to admit they're Nobody wants to admit it. Still don't like it. Like yeah, I and sometimes they get I don't and like sometimes it. they get punished for admitting for admitting they're wrong. I, I think that so. um as far as me and Woody Allen go, I don't think that I've ever said, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that I've ever said, no, he's fucking guilty. He needs to like but I haven't said that, but you have constantly, I, whenever you bring up Woody Allen, it's the joke that he's a fucking pedophile. And I, that is not been I, established in any court of law. He's been that. accused and, and tried. I and I don't know if you've that. ever been in tri- like a serious trial, I but a serious that. trial lasts a long time. Well, you've been in the small claims court. But a serious trial takes weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, he has been through three of these I know. and has come out I exonerated, know. and people still want to say that he's a fucking pedophile. It's bullshit. Yes, comma, however. <laughs> and that's you what know, people will say about Kevin hey, Spacey. That's what oh, the, 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 but, my but point is. That's what people are, people are going to say. Like I'm trained. Kevin Spacey like, if, has been exonerated nine times, and people are going to say, "But yeah, comma, but then, however." But then it's an alleged it's, accusation. It's, it's, it's not alleged, alleged anymore. He, it's over. with it. It's he over. Wasn't convicted of it. O.J. Simpson is still an alleged murderer. Was he convicted of it? Federally, no, dude. Civilly, that is yes. a re- that that is a rarity. And to compare no, Kevin Spacey no, or Woody it, Allen to OJ Simpson is ridiculous. No, no, I'm not comparing the people or the crimes. I'm comparing. I'm 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 acknowledging the approach to what is legal and what is not. If you are uh, accused of something, whether it be murder. Or raping your adopted stepdaughter, whatever the fuck it is. All right, that's fair. If you're proven guilty or innocent in a court of law, that's like absolute. The court of law says, uh, and I'm I'm 100% making this up. I know. Woody Allen fucking raped his daughter. Great. Yeah, I know. Yeah. In a court of law, federal boom. OJ Simpson is not guilty of murdering uh, Nicole Brown Simpson or. Robert. And, and what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say, and not again, federally. again, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Civilly. Exactly. What I'm going to say is OJ Simpson was tried twice. One was a, a criminal trial. One was a civil trial and the criminal yeah. trial. He was not guilty in the civil trial. He was guilty. Woody Allen has been tried three times. I get it. 
and all three times he's not guilty. Kevin Spacey was tried nine times and all nine times he was not guilty. There is, that is absolutely unambiguous. It is absolutely not. That is completely. That's that's all. But there's a difference between those three things, between what Kevin Spacey was accused of and did or didn't do what, Woody Allen See, was accused of already. Hang already, on. you're saying hang on. do it. He did do this it. It's important. been established nine times in court. He this. didn't do it. So it's not did or didn't do. He didn't do it. It's been established nine times. Nine court systems saying you didn't do it. Pretty much establishes. I said he was. You said of. did or didn't, and what, that's not he was the same thing. of doing or didn't do. What Kevin Spacey was accused of doing or didn't do, what what Woody Allen was accused of doing or didn't do, and that's a game. That's a good game, but it's a game. But you look at like the reality of things. The game. And you believe Woody Allen was guilty. You believe that no, Kevin Spacey no, was guilty, which is why you say, which is why you say Wait what he did or didn't do. I, what would convince you? What I would convince you that Woody Allen did not fondle his fucking daughter or his stepdaughter, whatever it is? What would convince you? Nothing would convince you, despite the fact that he has been exonerated three times. What would convince some people God. that Kevin Spacey is not a predator, Jesus despite the fact that he has been exonerated not, nine times? I do not have to be convinced that Woody Allen didn't molest his stepdaughter well you're already convinced he has so nope, it doesn't not matter. i'm not convinced of that like i it's it's why do you make the jokes though my issue with woody allen is this and it always has been from before we even knew each other existed on this fucking uh-huh, planet, uh-huh, yeah when manhattan came out in 1971 whatever the fuck year it was when i it doesn't matter i watched it much later i was yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It was a 30-year-old film at that point. When sure. I watched that film, I was extremely uncomfortable. It is a... That is a film where it has a 40-year-old man blatantly dating a teenage girl. And the plot points of the movie are about this 40-year-old man dating a 17-year-old teenage girl. 16, whatever the fuck she is, but she's underage. That's the plot point of the film that I have a problem with. And I cannot prove nor disprove whether Woody Allen did acceptable or unacceptable things with women of age or underage. I don't fucking know. What I'm saying is that his art has shown us that he at least thinks that way. Now, is that to say that, well, if the art you know, shows that does that does that make Stephen King a, a murderer? Is he a car that kills people? No. You know, does that mean that uh you know that uh that 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 Martin Scorsese isn't is a member of the mafia? Of course not. But if Martin Scorsese was brought up on charges of beating his mistress and then murdering his wife, you might go, I don't know, man. Like, 
this is a little casino-y. Is, is Martin Scorsese involved in them? And if he was exonerated in the court of law, and if he was exonerated in the court of law nine times. Yeah. But at but some Don. point, at some point between three and nine, you have to go, all right, I'm fucking wrong. But Don. And let's put it Woody this way. Allen. Let's look at Woody Allen's Woody Allen. No, 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 no. Dude, I like looking at women. I like naked women. I, too. I like porn. You know what? Okay, calm down there, buddy. I'm just saying. I do. It. Yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day. If somebody I was, you know, because I'm I have absolutely zero interest in dating, but I do. I had a moment. I had a moment not too long ago where uh, a woman in my office. She's going through a, and she's not been very public about it, but everybody knows it. Everybody knows it in the office. She's going through a brutal divorce. And I can see on her face every time she comes to the office, she's a mis she's live living misery, right? She just looks, and so I'm trying to be kind to her, right? And so uh a couple of days ago, <laughs> she I said, I said, wow, I said, are you okay? And she said, Yeah, yeah, she she said, I'm fine. I said, okay. I said, I just want to let you know if if you need anything. Let me know. And she stopped and she looked at me. She said, are you kidding on me? And my brain went, of course not. Um, I'm totally not hitting on her, but I was like, okay, what's the right thing to say in this situation? And I said, no, you're very attractive and you're very smart and you're funny. So I could be hitting, I, I didn't know what to say. So I said, I could be hitting on you, but what I will say is right now in your situation, you don't need a romantic partner or romantic interest. You need somebody who will listen to you. And it's, it is concerned about your well-being. And all I'm saying is I'm asking if you're okay, because it seems like you're going through a really rough time. And I didn't know if that was the right answer, but, you know, I mean, let's be honest. If she was like, yeah, hey, go down on me, I probably would have. What's your third thing? <laughs> I don't know where that went. This is the problem with us recording at night is that we both drink and it just goes. I, I, I don't. We man, drink. Here's the thing. It's like I I, I, so many people love the non-drunken podcast. Some Kevin people Spacey, really love the drunken it's, it's the podcast. The Kevin Spacey thing, like it never really stuck with me. The Woody Allen thing was like, I I see them as the same thing. I think they're two very different things. I yeah. think they're the same thing. Is I that one is difference? Both of them have been exonerated in courts of law. No. There is there's a difference they have, between being exonerated in courts in a court of law because of lack of evidence or whatever, and having evidence in the artist promoting the bad behavior that they're accused of Dude, in their art. Men men liking the Men enjoying young women is not an indication that he's gonna fuck that he's gonna fondle his seven year old daughter. Just uh, Mira Savino is gorgeous. She's young. 
But and and maybe she's seventeen in the movie, but that doesn't make her seven. You don't have it's to not get... the same fucking thing at all. It's it's not it's not even close to the same thing. Here's the thing: is that not every not every sexual intercourse is rape? You know, not like I understand. And and dude, if I look at a seventeen, let's just be frank. If I look at a seventeen-year-old woman, girl, whatever you want to call her, and I go, wow. I tap that. That is not even in the same fucking categories. If I see a seven-year-old girl and I say I tap that, that's totally fucking different. So to say that because he made a movie, so he made a movie where he's gonna fuck a seventeen-year-old indicates that he has a proclivity toward a seven-year-old is really egregious. And this is what I've always been saying. It's not the same goddamn thing. It's not even close. Seven-year-olds don't even have tits. Or seven-year-olds. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what I just said. I, I'm i just saying, I, I Kevin Spacey, that there are- I'm just saying Kevin Spacey deserves... That deserves something different, kind of. Maybe he should get some reparations. Director than Woody Allen. Maybe he, maybe he needs to get some reparations, man. I mean, I guess forty million dollars from Anthony Rapp as reparations, but whatever. The R. Kelly thing, like R. Kelly, like this. R. Kelly, the scumbag, never, never once said in public, in his art. Hey, little boy, open your butthole while I jerk off. He he never happened. R. Kelly listed did Aaliyah. He peed on chicks. Like he talked about it in his art. Woody yeah. Allen put his weird child no. fetishes in his. No, art. no, 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 no. He and did not. Have to- this is my point. Don. He put his he no. I'm sorry. But a 17-year-old, that's my whole point. A 17-year-old woman is not the same. He didn't do a movie where he was fetishizing about a seven-year-old. Don. That's he didn't do that. In he, the film that Woody Allen wrote and directed. I agree. The character I've seen is it. 40 years old. Likes a 17-year-old woman. And has a relationship with a child. No, 17 and 7 are not the same. They're not the fucking same. I'm sorry. They're not in any reality the fucking same. And if you think they're the same, you have a warped version of what children are. What I'm saying is that he opened up the door to this idea of younger perversion. He He only opened up the door for the people that equate 17 with 7. And he married a very young woman. Who he had power over. What is the problem with young women? Do you think Leonardo DiCaprio, because he can't date anybody over the over 25, should be fucking? I think it's bullshit. I think that's bullshit. I mean, we can agree. What's your number three? We will agree to disagree. What's your third thing? My third thing. I knew I was going to bring. I knew that was going to be controversial, by the way. My third thing is a listen. It's. Uh, listen to what Don Hall said on this podcast, and then when he raped a fucking eight-year-old, 
No. Not going to happen. They're stinky. I know. They're stinky. Why would you want to do that? That's I just, gross. I, frankly, I, th- I feel like you just say things sometimes just to fucking say them. No, I actually believe. Nope, nope. I'm calling bullshit right there. You're fucking. Well, I do face. sometimes. Yeah, Dump sometimes face right there. Some, I can some, see sometimes you. I say things just can't. to say them. No. Sometimes I say things just to yeah. fucking get under Here, your skin. Here's my third thing. But this, I absolutely think watch. Kevin Spacey. I absolutely no, think Kevin, Kevin Spacey is completely like innocent, and I absolutely think Woody Allen is, is has been exonerated. And we need to give him. A break. I think that they are a different kind of innocence. I think that Kevin I Spacey don't. has not. Shown himself to be a as uh, a, 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 a a you don't like it that Woody movie? Allen you don't like that that Woody Allen fell in love with his stepdaughter. I don't give a shit who Woody Allen loves. I because he, he did not fondle his seven. He did not fondle his seven year old daughter, no matter what she says. Whatever. But anyway, what's your third thing? It's a don't watch. It's a don't watch Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. I this said that last week. Six episodes. I said that, I, dude, I said that yeah, last week. What you fucking it's said. Go not watch. I agree. I agree with you. It's so fucking bad. More people, and it is. It's so fucking bad. It's insultingly bad. Bad. Yes. Because it takes your intelligence and goes, oh, here's a thing. Nah, fuck you. Uppercuts of the chin balls. Like, it's just, I, well, what it is, it, like I said, it's like I said last week, it's like Godzilla versus uh, King yeah. Kong, that movie, yeah. which is fun because it's stupid, but you expect more when you've got Sam Jackson in it. You expect more than stupid. If it's going to be stupid, be snakes on a plane. Be absurd. Be But this is not that. This is like, take it seriously, because this is canon, and we're going somewhere where this is bullshit. Yes, I agree. I completely agree. Like, oh my God, Don, you have cancer? It's like, no, I'm just sick in the hospital because I I bleached my balls. I put my balls in bleach. Oh, fuck off. The stakes didn't matter, because we begin... Oh, God, the fucking Marvel Universe. Like, it, it's, it's so. They're fucking it up so bad. They're fucking it up so bad. In the Infinity War saga, we had like a clear delineation. Brilliant. Of going, and it was like exciting. So, like, even even the bullshit. 24 that Like, give me it because I need to know what the fuck happens. Like, yeah. I want the information. Everything since Thanos got snapped out, you had WandaVision, which is, which is brilliant. Really good. Really good genre television, super good. But for the most part, it's standalone. Falcon and the Falcon and the Snowman was pretty good. Falcon, it was all right. It was a good, but it didn't do anything. It was fine. It didn't. It didn't move the needle, but it was fun to watch. Loki Secret Invasion. Loki, I thought was great. Loki, it was great. I I'm so excited for season super two. Super fun. It's super it fun. They're having fun with it. But then they went into but where they Captain going? Marvel, no Miss Marvel, She Hulk, uh, you've I, got fucking with, with Ant Man, Quantum Mania, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion is an opportunity to connect things, and it's and a turd. Do it. It's a turd, and they leave. It makes a- me angry. It's so bad. 
more with they leave us one we leave exactly where we started which is yeah it's it, it, world for some it reason changed don't know why. Zero. it nothing changes well, except more people die of yeah so maria hill is dead what the fuck do you do about that um agent uh ross was how long has he been a fucking scroll and roadie how long has he been a scroll the, see they say they say he's been a scroll for a long time that does not track it does not track it's bullshit i agree with track. you it doesn't track at all. I you can go back and watch. It to be after Infinity War. It's some bullshit is what it is. It's because some bullshit. If, if Rhodey scroll, if scroll Rhodey is at the end of Infinity War where they send Tony off. None no. of it makes sense. No. It's bullshit. It's bad writing. It's 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 really. You know, I, the thing is, I, I was watching uh, not too long ago an interview with Jason Alexander. And he was talking about when Larry David, Larry David left Seinfeld. Seinfeld, Seinfeld was what, like nine season long? Like nine seasons? Eight. Eight. Fourth season was the last one Larry David wrote. Yeah, he was a producer after that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, 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 and Jason Alexander made the comment that after Larry David left, the show was different. It was still funny. It was. But it was a different thing, is and and the way he explained it was that 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 you know they, he would that Larry David would create like four different stories with the four main characters that would end up coinciding and 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 kind of connecting at the very end, and that these twenty year olds that's the way he said it was that these twenty year olds were writing like they understood it, but they didn't really have that Larry David angry sort of ugliness right yeah still funny but not the same and i I, what i what i see what i see is what i see is is marvel is increasingly getting younger people that don't understand the comics that came before them yeah they don't understand the characters they're writing for and they're doing the best they can. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to disparage the writers. <laughs> like going back and yeah, old yeah. comics is really hard. It's it, it takes a long time, but the fact is they're botching the job. It's they're really taking a, a real juggernaut and they're just not, they're just not coming up. All right. My third thing is, and this is a, a, a I want to qualify this. Um, It's, I can't say it's, uh, this is the thing. I can't decide if this is his, is, is Christopher Nolan's. I can't say it's his best movie. It's definitely not his best movie. Um, I certainly don't think it's his worst movie. It is, it is definitely the least, his least interesting movie in an emotional context, but most interesting in an intellectual context. It's a weird, it's a weird okay. movie. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Saw Oppenheimer. And I don't want to get too deep into it, but I will say that what's really interesting about it is that he's got, here's a very intellectual pursuit of the creation of the atom bomb. And then bookends it with sort of a, a, a bureaucratic trial on one end mm. and a confirmation trial on the other end. And there, and, and, and quite frankly, 
Not one character, not a single character in a three hour movie is remotely likable. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I will say that Robert Downey Jr. is an absolute standout. He, it, it's so nice to see that, you know, you know, he did Chaplin and then all of a sudden became Iron Man. And he was Iron Man for 20 years. He's he's a fucking great actor. He's a great actor. Killian Murphy is quite good, but it's a character that is intentionally oblique. It's intentionally opaque. This is a character you're not supposed to understand. He's an enigma. That's a hard movie. That's a hard movie to make. I will say it is very well made. I don't know if it was very satisfying, but I still think, you know, take the time. Go see Oppenheimer. It's it's a Christopher Nolan film. It is... It's a biopic that's not a biopic because it's not about Oppenheimer. It's yeah. about the bomb. Well, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. It, it's, it's a written so, so he really kind of upends the whole biopic concept in its, in a way. So it, from an intellectual place, it's very interesting to watch. Um, from an emotional space, it's, uh, it's a turd. There's no emotional. There's no emotional stake in this entire movie, which is sad because it it could have it could have some stake. I mean, you've got you've got two brilliant actresses, Lawrence Pugh, Emma Blunt, playing major characters in Oppenheimer's, and they're there, but they don't have enough to do, and there's not enough that his character, Killian Murphy's whole and I, I what I appreciated is Nolan really focused on Oppenheimer's eyes the whole time. His eyes were hungry. They were hungry for knowledge. They were hungry for information. Yeah. But there was very little emotion, and that's a hard movie to watch. But it's worth watching. Yeah, I get that. I and I've heard that it's it's it is a heavy movie. No, it's heavy, but it's the thing is it's not heavy like uh, even you know, I mean, and, and, and you got to get you know, yeah. To compare Nolan with Spielberg is not fair, but Spielberg knows how to manipulate our emotions. Yeah, Schindler's well, List. You know what? That's the Jews for you. That's what I'm saying. Schindler's List is heavy. It's yeah. very fucking heavy. Well, it's the Holocaust. But it, but it moved. Well, here we are. But this what? is the then atomic again, what bomb. Is the fucking atomic bomb. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, this is big shit. But Schindler's List is God moving. Damn. Schindler's List is moving. You feel for the characters. You see the emotional conflict. You feel those things. You mm-hmm. cry. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer is more like an intellectual exercise. And it's good, but it's also really cold. And and what I, my argument is, and I said this to a friend of mine not too long ago, Nolan is becoming the Stanley Kubrick of his generation, which is brilliant, brilliant, but kind of emotionless. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's, that's why I think you should watch it. If you're, if you're a film, if you're a cinephile, I recommend that you, yeah, I know. Um, I recommend that you see uh, Oppenheimer. And then also if you're a cinephile, stop, 
Go rewatch every goddamn Kevin Spacey movie you can think of because he's fucking good and deserves to not have his life destroyed by a bunch of bullshit accusations. But let me just say this. Pay it for Yes, you say it. Garbage. That's a that's bullshit. K-Pax is bullshit. K-Pax is bullshit. There's plenty of shitty shit. He did some shitty shit, but he also did seven. He did, he also seven, did, he did the unusual suspects. Yep. Usual suspects. They were usual. Usual suspects. Thank you. They were they were usual. They were not unusual. Yeah, yeah. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>